0: Hi, this is Namrata Patel from Mint's personal finance team. And in this episode of Why Not Mint Money, we will be talking about building a well-diversified portfolio. While it is a well-known fact that investors must not put all their eggs in one basket and diversify their portfolios, in the current market scenario, investors are finding it more and more difficult to ignore the lure of the equity market. So how does one ignore the market noise and emotions of greed and fear and build a portfolio that is well diversified and at the same time one that generates wealth? We have with us today Prateek. Prateek with over 25 years of experience in banking and financial services is a chief business officer of White Oak Capital. Under his leadership, the firm provides investment advisory services and manages assets worth 5.5 billion US dollars. Thank you for joining us today Prateek. Thanks, Namrata. Thanks
2: for having me here.
0: Thank you, Pratik. It's a pleasure having you on our podcast. So today, the markets are reaching new highs and there is an increasing interest as well as participation from retail investors. How do you think an investor should evaluate the market conditions and take an investment decision? And how can one look at asset allocation in this market?
2: Right. Uh, so, Namrata, you know, of course, there has been a lot of interest from retail investors and participation not just in India, but across the world, you've seen a lot of new investors coming into the market. Um, you know, there are uh, there are lower interest rates. Of course, the inflation rates are at, at an all-time low, and uh, there is a lot of money, uh, you know, liquidity which is available. Some of these factors have caused a fairly, uh, you know, runaway rally in the market. Of course, it's very different from what it was about 18 months back uh, when we had steep correction. Now, this type of volatility, offers opportunity for, you know, investors to actually build longer term portfolios. Um, our, our own belief is that, you know, it is very difficult, almost impossible to predict or time the markets at any point of time. It's like, it's like a coin flip, you know, which has a 50-50 chance of landing ahead or a tail. hence taking, you know, calls of entry or exit into some of these type of markets or cash calls. Uh, you know, to time the market and avoid market correction is actually a rather futile exercise. Uh, so investment is is more of, of a discipline which, you know, investors, if they start early in their journey, uh, would realize and will be able to benefit from one of the most important, um, you know, paradigms of mathematics, which is called compounding. You know, they they talk about, there's a very famous quote about compounding, they say that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world he who understands, earns it, and the one who doesn't actually pays it, right? So it's it's quite important to take advantage of this eighth wonder of the world and build a portfolio early in your time. Now, to your, to your specific point around, you know, how would one uh, do an asset allocation, I think it's, um, you know, asset allocation is, is at times referred to a holy grail uh, where uh, there is again one of those formulae which says, that 100 minus your age should be the type of equity exposure which you should have in your uh, in your portfolio uh, in our belief asset allocation is is really a function of where you are uh, and what uh, you know what are your real goals or objectives which you have for example somebody who's starting early in his career uh, out of his out of college in his first job it's very important that he could save 30 35% of his, of his in, you know earnings into an investment pool, and at this juncture, he has the ability to take much higher risks because the earlier you start this journey, uh, you know the power of compounding works in your favor. Um, so you could you could start with a portfolio which is 100% equity, right, and and continue to build through it. So the time you spend in the market becomes more important rather than trying to time the market. And um, you know again, then as you get uh, get into your other goals, uh, which allies, which could include you know. Buying a house, um, you know, at, at uh, you know, later on, people save, uh, next for, for their t- children's education. And then later on, of course, is, is more around your retirement goals, which are there. That's the time when you start getting exposure to some of the other asset classes, which includes fixed income, real estate, um, you know, some of the other alternative asset classes. Real estate, for example, is an interesting place. Traditionally, people used to go and invest physically into real estate. Uh, and buy houses, uh, you know, and that's what they thought was your real estate allocation. Today, after the advent of REITs, which are the real estate investment trusts, and there are three of them which are available for retail investors to invest, you have a very good way of diversifying your exposure, um, you know, and, and build on it, um, you know, on, on the fixed income side. Uh, so, so that's really, uh, how Namrata Utbui that, you know, uh, asset allocation could be. Uh, you know, start with with you know a largely equity portfolio, and then overall, you know, as as you start really coming to your um, uh, you know retirement goal, is where you would require to maybe build on some of the other asset classes uh, into your exposure, overall portfolio exposure.
0: Right. So, and if those investors who only look at probably equity in the beginning of their lives and the beginning of their careers, how can they diversify within equities as well?
2: So, so it's an interesting point, Amrita. You know, a a lot of times, um, I I mean, you know, there's an there's an example which I give to a to some people that, um, you know, there could be somebody who has a hundred crore equity portfolio, and his his requirements are not really such that he needs income out of it on a regular basis. Uh, someone like that may not really need to get, you know, some of the other asset classes, or is not looking at capital protection, um, you know, to 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 um, uh, you know to to add on to other forms of exposure which are there. Uh, within equity itself, you could have multiple uh, routes to markets. You know, many times people ask me, should we be putting money into mutual funds, or should we put into direct equity, or you know, should we be buying active or passive funds, or you know, some other trading strategies. Now the underlying instrument for all of these type of routes to markets is basically equity. So if you're buying a you know, a diversified mutual fund, you know which is uh, which has exposure to both large cap as well as mid cap. So there are you know that could be a flexi cap or a multi cap mutual fund. But the most important thing to understand that is your underlying exposure is really uh, you know equities which are there. So when you when you are typically taking exposure to equities, you could you could be you know, uh, taking exposure to equities by, you know, uh, investing in, of uh, the new uh, ship companies, um, which is more in the large cap space, or you could actually be looking at growth opportunities, which could be a mix of large, small and mid cap companies. Now, many, uh, you know, enamored by uh, many trading calls, which you see today, uh, people are trying to, you know, trade into the market. And and that's where I think, Namrata, one would want to distinguish there is a lot of difference between trading and investing for the long term, right? And we've seen over market cycles, many people come to grief on this, uh, you know, trying to trade in and out of markets or buying into penny stocks because they believe they can generate much higher returns on that. Uh, what goes up comes down much faster, right? And that's something which people uh, need to remember. The other area where we've seen a lot of investors show interest is also in international equity, and today to whether it is some of the platforms which are offering exposure to invest directly into those, or or you know there are today more than fifty fund of funds which are available in India which can give you exposures right from Nasdaq to China, Japan, um, you know to the US S and P to even the fine stocks uh, which are there. So you know there are many opportunities available on the domestic mutual fund platform itself where you could actually get exposure into uh, these type of equities. So. So there are, there are multiple ways, right? And I think depending on your risk appetite, again, uh, you could either build a portfolio which is only large cap uh, into, you know, top quality companies, uh, which are there. Or if you're looking at, you know, uh, taking a little bit more risk with quality, you know, small and mid cap companies, uh, you could take exposure into flexi cap strategies or small and mid cap strategies. Of course, there are some other thematic strategies which may only invest into technology funds. Or could invest into pharma companies, and um, you know, and that is for more you know mature investors who would want larger exposure to certain cycles in the market.
0: Right, and talking about equities, you know, with the entire series of IPOs that have been going on at the moment, how do you think investors
2: should look at IPOs as a part of their overall portfolio? So finally, when, when we talk about IPO, right, IPO is just is an initial public offer of a company which is. Uh, trying to raise equity uh, in the market. So, in a way, it is a subset of the whole equity universe itself. Uh, there are some very interesting opportunities which we are seeing now in the IPO market. Um, you know, many of the, um, you know, new age technology companies or consumer tech companies are, you know, are have, have recently, uh, you know, either gone uh, IPO or have filed proper documents for going IPO. We believe that in this, uh, in these opportunities, you're going to see both uh, the future Amazon, as well as companies which will, you know, where you will go to the graveyard out there. Um, you know, so it's going to be tricky. Uh, the whole IPO space, uh, one has to be able to understand what are the longer-term dynamics of these companies. Um, you know, when when you when you start, especially looking at the whole consumer tech space, uh, today you have some brilliant opportunities. Of, of, investing, whether it's in the food tech, uh, universe, whether we're seeing the health tech space coming up, there is, there are opportunities which will come up in the edutech universe. Uh, you know, many of these opportunities are only av- available till now with private equity or in, you know, or, or just the private space where venture capital fund, funds were, uh, were, were largely investing. Now, all of them coming out and, and raising money from, you know, domestic, uh, investors, uh, retail investors, is giving many of us an opportunity to participate with them. However, as I said earlier, um, you know there will be a few winners there, but there will be a lot of them which will also not be able to make it through. Um, you know, these are not companies which are uh, which have long uh, you know histories, nor are they at this juncture profitable because they do tend to burn cash today for customer acquisition as well as pro- providing customer experience. And what will be important is to see. You know how have these companies invested in habit formation uh, of customers uh, in the longer run? So understanding the future cash which these businesses are generating is going to be a very important thing rather than assessing what their existing PNL account is. Um, so our own advice to many uh, investors around this number <laughs> of is that the, the 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 right way to take exposure in this would be to actually you know. Look at certain uh, good quality managers uh, who will understand the space and be able to make allocation into these companies. Um, you know, it, it could be very difficult to understand the long-term business models uh, for some of these companies and to pick winners. Uh, you know, uh, between these companies.
0: And since we have spoken so much about equities, it's only fair that I touch upon debt as a part of asset allocation. So, Pradeek, with falling mm-hmm. interest rates, how can investors have some safety and fixed income component aspect to their portfolio?
2: Yeah, so it's, you know, as when, when, when we started this discussion, I said, Namrata, we are going through a cycle where you have low interest rates, not just in India, but all over the world. And, um, you know, what is what keeps, uh, you know, creating the whole impact is low inflation as well as, uh, you know, a lot of money supply which is there. In the near term, um, you know, while there has been talk of terms like tapering in the U.S. and you know maybe there could be a slight uh, you know upward movement in interest rates, um, but you know we we are in this whole interest rate cycle where we don't really see um, you know uh, we don't see too many opportunities for investors to go back and get the type of yield of you know seven eight percent plus which they were used to you know even a couple of years back. Uh, so it's going to be challenging, I think, Namrata. What is going important is just to look at some of the other, uh, newer instruments which could be there. It doesn't mean, you know, you start taking credit risk to substitute, uh, and, and forget the fact that it's not this important to get your token, but also a principal fact. But I think some of the newer instruments like Invits and Reeds do offer a slightly better payoff at this point of time. Uh, and again, you know, they, they tend to be, let's say, 200 basis point more um, of, you know, 2% more interest rate payouts than your traditional AAA corporate bond, uh, which would be there. So I think you'll, you'll again need to look in terms of some sort of asset, you know, asset allocation within the fixed income space, where you start allocating into, uh, you know, some of the typical accrual funds which are there on the mutual fund side. Uh, you could be putting money into some of these fixed deposits. Uh, you know, uh, which are again double A rated and above. And also then finally looking at this whole reach in which universe, uh, which all, which besides, you know, more attractive interest rate also provides intermittent cash flows for people who are looking at, uh, income from time to time. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be a tough journey, know, Amrata. I don't think easy payouts from higher interest rates are going to be available, uh, for retail investors in the, in the short to medium term.
0: Your advice to investors is to not try and time the market and instead harness the power of compounding by starting off early in age. Further, you feel there is nothing wrong in focusing only on equity exposure early on in your life and with age, increase the exposure to other asset classes such as fixed income and real estate.
2: Sure. Yeah, you know, in, in, see, the, the, the whole point is there are always going to be certain trends and cycles which will be there. If, if people do try chasing that at all points of time, Right? That is where you come, you know, you come to grief. So I think a balanced portfolio, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, not worrying about macros and, you know, what's really happening, uh, the type of, you know, you're exposed to a lot of news flow, which keeps coming from time to time. Discipline is one of the most important things that, you know, if you've decided that you want to be spending time in the market, um, you know, and you have a balanced portfolio and you've selected some good managers, good funds, you know, from an allocation perspective, then I think, you know, trying to look for your portfolio value on a daily basis is only going to do harm uh, to someone who is there for the long run.
0: Right, Priti. Thank you so much for your wonderful insights on asset allocation and building a well-diversified portfolio.
2: Okay. Thanks a lot, Namrata. Thanks for having me here.
0: That's all from today's episode of Why Not Mint Money? Thank you for tuning in.